The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of High at Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and Daily Antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hope you are all having an amazing day today. Today is Tuesday, June 6th. And today is, are you ready for this, Gretchen? Just as, as soon as I'm done with this, I need you to say Conrad's. Today is Russian Language Day. Conrad's. There we go. Thank you, Gretchen. It's also National Applesauce Cake Day. I've never even heard of that. What do you mean? Applesauce is a wonderful alternative for liquid and so you don't have to use oils and butters and fats and baking products. Applesauce cake? Are you serious? It's a thing, yes. You can put applesauce into anything. That's that's insane. Talk to all your little vegan pals. Great. She makes it for her dogs. She makes applesauce cakes for her dogs. It's also National Day of Sweden, National Yo-Yo Day for everyone out there in D.C. It's also National Drive-In Movie Day, National Eyewear Day, because you know we keep our stunners on, and it's World Pest Day, as well as National Higher Education Day, D-Day, and National Gardening Exercise Day. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top hand right hand corner of your screen to find out where we live on the internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. If you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand if you have a comment on the story most recently presented. But. Without further ado, that's right. We have the dope dad himself who just sips some water because you know they be thirsty out there in the streets oh. of L.A. Oh, oh yeah. You got to be thirsty from all that backpedaling he does and all that. <laughs> you know, that's right. It's the dope dad himself. The caretaker. That's right. It's the <laughs> meat. Oh, yeah. All right. I appreciate that, Jason. And um, I have a little bit of a doozy of a story. Uh, for today and uh, <laughs> a little doozy of a story and it's going to be a part one of this one because uh, we're still awaiting information on um, what exactly is going on over at skunk media <sighs> what the hell is going on with skunk skunk global media parent company storied company 
a, st- a storied cannabis print publication, Skunk Magazine. They're going through it, y'all. Uh, anyone following the OG namesake may have noticed some weirdness going on over the last, I don't know, week or so. Uh, specifically, there's a Benzinga story quoted, screenshotted, and linked to on Skunk co-owner and editor-in-chief Julie Shirello's IG page. Um, it's also mentioned on Skunk's Facebook page. There's no mention of it on Skunk's IG page, uh, but there is a link to the article and uh, no mention of it on their LinkedIn or on their own website. A um, little background for those familiar with the name Skunk, unfamiliar with the name. Skunk Global Media is a social media platform for cannabis culture. Um, it's over the years made valuable contributions um, to the global movement. They launched 17 years ago a Skunk Magazine international cannabis publication embraced uh, a mission to educate the people on sustainable organic cannabis growing practices with an all-star contributor team um, with some of the industry's top authors, growers, breeders, scientists, craft makers, uh, you name it. Um, historically, in the, in the print world and cannabis, you can't really come up with the top five in any era without mentioning High Times, obviously, and Skunk um, near the top there. Um, background and history of the brand team is is, is all A1. But on uh, May 24th, about a week and a half ago, um, a press release allegedly went out. You can't search for that press release. I can't find it anywhere. But um, it allegedly went out that it caught company global fans uh, off guard. And uh, under a short caption reading, the fired rogue board has erased the original post on uh, Julie Chiarello's uh, IG page. Uh, she actually copied and pasted it. <laughs> so it says press release for immediate release. The headline reading, a majority of sh- uh, shareholders have been terminated, have terminated several board members of Skunk Global Media, the parent company of Skunk Magazine. And then it reads, a majority of sh- uh, shareholders have removed multiple members of the board of directors of Skunk Global for jeopardizing the morale, culture, and reputation of the company and potentially defaulting on, uh, on obligations the company has to various entities. The board, newly founded in March 2023, stopped, pay- uh, stopped payroll and ordered the magazine's editor-in-chief and president of the organization to cease bringing in revenue until a, an undetermined date pending a reorganization of the company. And then it says, uh, Skunk's co-owner and editor-in-chief, G, uh, Julie Chiarello, is quoted in it, um, saying that these actions were unnecessary, were necessary to maintain basic business functions and protect against a, quote, hostile, hostile and incompetent rogue board. We're going to come back to this board in a second here. All right, so it says, the board members included several recent investors who were attempting to seize control of the 17-year company, jeopardizing long-term contractual agreements and established business relationships. Getting juicy. Vivian McPeak, Skunk Magazine uh, Managing Editor, says that the work has continued on the print publication and website in spite of all payroll being stopped as soon as the new board was instituted. Uh, my fellow staff members and I received no instruction or guidance um, on maintaining daily operations from the board members, with the exception of our editor-in-chief, Julie Chiarello. The presser ends by saying, plans are underway for a new board to be created and for operations to resume so that previous commitments and obligations can be met. All right, so I can't find this press release anywhere, but she's like posting uh, to it and has like all this stuff in it. So on May 26th, Benzinga picked up the story, a headline from Javier Hase um, read, the power struggle within cannabis magazine publisher Skunk. Why are board members being terminated? 
Then it sees, and then it says, turmoil ensued recently within the walls of Skunk Global Media, renowned name in the cannabis industry. His shareholders took unprecedented action, removing multiple members of the board of directors from their positions. And it goes on to list a lot of the things that were listed in the presser. It says a new board of directors established in 2023, March 2023, was accused of exhibiting radical behavior that threatened the company's stability. They stopped payroll and ordered the organization's president and editor-in-chief again to halt revenue generation until an unspecified date. So, Julie Chiarello here. Yeah, I'm not going to read everything in here because it just goes on. It's just like a lot of the stuff that's listed in the presser that I can't find anywhere, but Julie was linking to like on here. Um, it just seems like a classic story of Chad's brought in to ruin the culture and everything that they've worked for, right? Not so fast there. The problem with that current narrative being put out is Julie Chiarella was the one who brought in said rogue board uh, that she's trashing in this press release. She's trashing on her page. Um, we reached out to the skunk team and they're waiting on further details. There's stuff that we can't talk about. Obviously, there's a uh, legal uh, involved here, but there is like a lot of stuff going on. And it's, it's, it's an obvious struggle from within at one of the industry's most storied brands here. And um, it's getting messy. You know, we're, we're in some unprecedented uh, precedented times here in the industry, and I hope that they make it through this. Uh, but if not, I mean, this is another storied legacy namesake that's about to go under and it's just going down and in public and it does not look good at all. It doesn't make anybody look good uh, on the team um, uh, from Julie. If anybody else knows what's going on, we'd love to hear uh, your comments and thoughts on it. But uh, we will be hearing from the skunk team later on this week, um, uh, both the legacy team and the, uh, the folks that are being attacked. So um, there's some shit's brewing. So uh, I'm Rico Lamite, dope dad on the street. Love to hear what the rest of the team has to think about this one. I'm a little confused on all of this, personally. So they she she brought in a new board. Yep. Okay. And yep. then and then now she's complaining about the new board, and that new board brought in sufficient amount of capital to revitalize the magazine. Am I correct on that? So it seems, but it, uh, uh, according to to what to what we're reading, yes, according okay. to what we're reading, um, yeah, she brought in the new board. Mm-hmm. They brought in capital, mm-hmm. and they kicked her out. And then they booted they booted Julie. If we're to believe what we're reading here. But if, yeah, she is alluding to a press release that, that nobody can find. And then the only one that's uh, talking more about is Benzinga and then social media. So um, mm. and um, from uh, we reached out to Skunk this weekend and Skunk said that they can't comment on anything right now. Uh, but the more information is going to be coming to light this week on it. So. Uh, Something stinking over at skunk. <laughs> Skunky behavior. Uh-huh. In, indeed. But it's, it's, it's really, really messy. Uh, I hope everything uh, is okay over there. I hope they're able to pay their bills. Uh, the, the biggest part of this is it said that uh, people have not been paid for months over there. I mean, and Skunk is a quarterly magazine. It comes out quarterly, so it's not like it comes out monthly. All right? there's, only, there's only four editions each year yep. of the magazine. Oh man, 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 oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're Either way, to- I don't care how often the thing comes out. Yeah. Uh, frankly, what do you care about, Gretchen? Let's hear about this. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, a- advertising dollars have are drying up all over the place. I mean, it's not you know just cannabis that's going under. Print is not great. Anywhere. I think what's, 
I think what's curious is they brought in new capital. They brought in new capital and the board is um they didn't fire everybody. They just kicked out one well, person. Generally you just oh. kick out the CEO when you're failing, when you only have three hundred subscribers. I, I mean, I have more than three hundred subscribers. I what are they talking about? I, this is just insane. I, I, she should be fired. Why is like, oh no. Are Gee. Well, 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 it's a business. It's not. A, it's not a popularity contest, people. Well, it's it's a Make magazine. It's a magazine, so I don't. Oh, think magazines like, whole, aren't businesses. Well, no, I don't think that it's the same type of business that like you're alluding to. But I, I kind of agree with you. But at the same token, it's like, look, media representation for all this stuff. It's a very crunchy kind of situation over at Skunk, right? So it's like their whole their whole uh, you know program is based on kind of generating that that um cultural aspect and i think that obviously julie's been in the game forever i've known julie for a while um i think like this is the this is the question and slash problem with a lot of the the new cannabis um you know investors and and situations it's they're coming in they're looking at it through the lens that gretchen's looking at it through and you're missing a lot of the point and i think that's the problem with you know when business and culture clash um, it's not that there's a right or wrong. I think like Gretchen, you're right. I also think that like, you know, that probably isn't like their bottom, they're, they're not a company that's like, oh, it's our bottom line and we have to do this. It's more like, Hey, how do we, how do we get the cultural aspect reincorporated here? How do we go to those legacy people? How do we touch them? How do we uh, spotlight them? How do we do that? Which inevitably, obviously you have to have, you know, money to run a business. So that's why I agree with you, Gretchen, but I, uh, I think that there's always this surreptitious kind of uh, attitude toward, you know, what these investors are coming in here for. It's, it's, is it those investors seeing the cannabis industry is this like pie in the sky thing still? And they think that they're going to like invest in, a, in an organization and tomorrow it's going to be um, the New Yorker magazine. I don't know. But what I know is there's a long road ahead and the information is going to keep coming out. So I'm yeah, looking forward to it. I mean, Thinking to high heaven right now. <laughs> I think, I think if you compare this to say High Times, which again is a OG mag that's been around forever, wants to try and keep the culture. They did bring in guys from, I forget where he was, Sirium. They had Sony in there. They had folks in there four or five CEOs ago when they first tried to turn the corner, Girl's and it did, <laughs> it did not wild. go well. It did not no, go well. It, it never goes well. And then they ousted the people that had the cultural connection. Um, that were the editors, that were the the writers, that were the and, and while there. I while I agree that the culture is important, if you want these publications to make the turn well, and the to thing. continue becoming more mainstream, I'm yeah. sorry, but you have to employ mainstream. I mean, I mean personally, I don't want them to turn the corner. That Gretchen, here's well, the thing. then be happy with well, only having 300 but, but, subscribers. You're both missing something okay. here. They haven't fired all the OGs or the people that are connected to the streets there. They just got rid of Julie. Nobody else. Okay. So how, how many people? How many people were, were, were there? Because because I know it was just uh, Julie. Can't be that many. For a while. I don't think it was that many people there in the first Chip, place. Yeah, chips over there. They got they got they got OGs like on there, like, like on the board, like on the at the highest levels of the company. And there was no there was no issue with them. There was only issues with one person there. And so this is what I'm I'm curious to see what else like I comes out. Like Julie's being cryptic, and she's the one who's alluding to all of this stuff. And it seems like she's the one who uh, put out this uh, um, 
if you read between the lines, it, it seems that she's the one who is talking to Benzinga. She's the one who put out this press release and mm. she's the one who's saying all this stuff publicly. But the other people at Skunk aren't saying anything. It's like business as usual for them. But she brought in all of these, the, this outside, these outside forces, but the outside forces seem to come in and they're like, Right. We don't like how you're doing things. We want to take it over. Oh. I think here's the here's the thing yeah. is like it's just this clash, right? It's this existential clash. It's like, you know, these people that have the ideas that were starting the thing had this idea and this impression of what they wanted. The money people have a totally different impression, a totally different idea. That comes to a head at some point. I think that's what we're seeing now. It's yeah. like this is just typical for for what it is. This is the sad part about cannabis and about some of this legacy stuff but it's like you know it, it wasn't but it, the thing is it wasn't taken over by chads is what i'm saying i mean it's, i mean chads or whatever it's investors, or investors. yeah like, if, who, if you just read her rico, rico who are you, the who are the folks who are the folks she brought in that you say aren't we're gonna, we're gonna be able to find out later on this later on this week well, sort of stuff I, I can't I, I can't say like they're gonna be able they're gonna be saying some stuff publicly this week and we're gonna be able to talk further on it but there's a public narrative being painted that it was taken over by a bunch of chads and like all that that did not happen these are these are actually how do you know well at the same at the same time Julie's the one that brought all these people in and so she yeah. was always against having chads and uh yeah. one other one other note on that uh Doff in the clubhouse audience he's he's saying that um one of Julie's responses on her Facebook page in quotes say they may still succeed in taking it my dear <laughs> what are you talking about uh, apparently they're talking about them taking the company i i would imagine that that that's that that's the reference that i input from that from that thing and on on that note we do want to thank anna lewis for her super chat because she probably has one of the best chats going on today she says that's why i listen to hyatt nine news and all of my cannabis news oh yeah, anna, yes, yeah. yes yes indeed i, yeah, th I think we need a lot more details than no no, no more, de so yeah, more details are coming out and we're uh, we're going to be uh, uh speaking with them like, like later on yeah. uh th this week but yeah it's it's just it's being painted that they're being taken over by a bunch of chads and like all this chads and brads and karens are coming in there and um, apparently like that is not what's going on um so uh, there's big trouble brewing there and um stay tuned there's gonna be part two well, maybe part three of this one series going on over here today. Bottom, bottom line if you're bringing in investors be careful and watch how what you sign and watch right. what kind of control you have and they have over you period so, well, and luck, I would, I would like to say I, I love how, you know, we always think the culture is number one. But if you want to be in business, come on. Some of yeah. I have met many in the culture who just like to put their head in the sand and culture, 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 culture. And that's not how you grow. That's not how you become mainstream. That's not how you scale a business. That's right. And frankly, people need to start taking a look at what they're doing. Culture needs to adapt to business. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think that I'm not what... opposed to culture. I think they can work together. And too many times, and I see this in government also, culture is just this is the way it's always been. This is what we're gonna do. This what's what what's wrong and what's right and blah blah. I'm like, fuck that. That's not what actually gets shit done. I'm Gretchen, sick and tired would... of that bullshit. Would you call yourself a culture vulture? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, we're gonna go to a commercial on that. We'll be right back. <laughs> Stretch and smoke. Vortex. Tuesdays. Let's get it.
Smoky Vanilla One, Stretch and Smoke. You can follow me on Twitter at Smoky Vanilla, on Instagram, uh, Smoky Vanilla One, Stretch and Smoke, Sports Recovery by Dan and Jam, and on uh, Social Club, Stretch and Smoke. Let's go. Yee. Background in kinesiology <laughs> and bodywork massage and assisted stretching. Well, I'm looking amazing. So, if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get a stretch and smoke in with smoky vanilla. Let's go. Maybe they're calling because they want a stretch and smoke with That's smoky right, baby. vanilla. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
14 of the 35 companies creditors uh, agreements act the ccaa filings in canada between january 1 and december 22 of last year involved companies operating in the cannabis space the filings are equivalent to, to bankruptcy filings in the United States. In a quote, they say, I don't think there's a lack of competition in Canada. I think there's a overcompensation, said Alad Barak, CEO of DJOT, a Toronto-based company selling cannabis dispensaries and pod systems for concentrates. He said, they're growing cannabis because that's what they know how to do. But when they go to sell it, they can't, he said. He also says, you're seeing two results. Some companies are going under, but the cannabis doesn't disappear. They hold it or sell it via liquidations or unsold inventory as companies go bankrupt, he said. Citing the latest Health Canada figures, Barack noted that there are now nearly a thousand licensed producers in Canada that are competing in various parts of the federally regulated supply chain. The number has not stopped growing since legalization back in October. Companies exited the industry via consolidation and others. Of last summer, there were 886 cultivators, processors, and sellers under the Control Act. They're telling me that I'm cutting down on you guys? Yeah, yeah. The Mar Lago Wi Fi is messed up, bro. Yeah, man, FBI got your phone tap, bro. <laughs> Hold on a second, guys. Make sure. Make, make sure. That's my bad. I'm on roadcast, bro. I'm on roadcast everything, so I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but I'm keep on going. Last year, there were 186 sellers under cannabis. That figure was approximately 730 in 2021, and in 2019, the number was 206, respectively. Jason back, Jason back, Jason back. I'm making an out, executive out, decision. Out, Stop talking. <laughs> outrun it. <laughs> What's up, Gretchen? Good Lord. All right, let's just talk. Good Lord Almighty. <laughs> Well, there's a whole bunch of booth that's not getting sold in Canada. I'm not sure what's going on, but Adam's trying to fix it. Oh, old news. Old oh. news. Is it surprising to anyone? Pow. Blame Canada. America's hat. America's hat is at it again. I was just thinking, I was thinking uh, Canada probably just needs some burner distros and they could probably get rid of all this stuff. <laughs> Dude, what you know what happened? All the supply. What happened? All the supply agreements. You know, Canada. Canada's first. Their supply agreements to Australia. Like, not even Australians want to smoke Canadian weed. Like, nobody can't get anybody that wants to smoke Canadian weed. <laughs> do, do you think that's really the issue, Simon? Is it that it's just bad? Nobody uh, likes the product. I mean, Gretchen. Again, this is just something that you don't know because you don't smoke weed. But like, I would love for you, know, you to educate me, please. Uh, go, go to Canada. Go to Canada and then come to California and like just answer your own question. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, once again, that didn't answer anything let me, let me, that I asked. Let me tell you something, Gretchen. I would rather smoke outdoor weed than smoke. <laughs> Oh, so much that is a statement. Canada. That is a statement because I've never seen someone be better than Jason's booth. But that's not hate. <laughs> pew 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 pew. Mm -hmm. can, I, can I get any love for you? For damn, yo, I gotta, I gotta say that I am definitely smoking on the best weed in the world today, and I got this from Jason. And see, I see what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, 
I'm I'm like higher than a giraffe's ass. So, That's yeah. right. Look All at right, Simon. Simon, I'm going to introduce you to some folks. Some good sun-grown uh, product out of Humble. That is not a hu okay, okay, Gretchen. Okay, <laughs> okay, Gretchen. Okay. She doesn't smoke herself, but she knows the best. I know the best. the best. Gretchen has the plug on two hundred dollar pounds. Listen, I'm just, I'm just. I <laughs> <laughs> you trying to make that plug stretch? Yeah. <laughs> you trying to make that zip stretch? Gretchen's pumping debt packs right now. She's yeah. getting on the socials. Telegram, hit her at Telegram. Mm -hmm. What's yeah, what's yeah. the area called out there in DC? Boom. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> there, Gretchen, Gretchen. Gretchen's got tips for stretching zips mm -hmm. all day. Oh, I see what you did there, Rico. I like oh it. man, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> So, uh, so, oh, yeah. so basically, what you're saying is, is Canada is is failing right now. <laughs> Canada is failing, bro. And their Canada inventory is, is over uh, 1.5 billion grams. Like, what is that? what does that even equate to? You know, um, you know 3.2 million pounds as of December 20, uh, 2022. According oh, the, to the part, the, part, the part that kills me is, is, is it only went up one tenth from last year to this year. So that means that they're still overproducing two years in a row almost equally at the same amount yeah. why are they still producing uh, i mean i mean because the government controls it so like you know like they're, they're subsidized they get some some type of government subsidy for stuff oh yeah <laughs> definitely and they're the ones that they basically have to like grow it and then they let the mailman take it yeah and then well, wasn't, well, there, wasn't there solution? yeah that's what i was gonna say um, wasn't but 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 obviously exports? their exports aren't like that's it's not happening for their exports I think Columbia and their lunch on exports yeah, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. they 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 got the they got the trade routes down, man. They got the yeah. trade routes. Yeah, they don't got no trade routes. Look, at they got that oversupply, and that's just just sitting around. Is there, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of New York. Well, you the know, we, out there. well, you know, like uh, was it Aurora, um, uh, Canopy, and a couple of other and Tilray? They all have established uh, U.S. Uh, footprint oh, yeah. now, and oh, they're yeah. like, okay, we can't sell shit in Canada. We're going to come over and take over all your shit, America, because you're in worse shape than us. Yeah. I mean, and one day there will be a, you know, an international trade agreement with Canada to, you know, to Jason import their boofy weed. So, like, you know. Jason will be smoking on the, 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 the finest of Canadian buds. Never. There's no such thing as an oxymoron. <laughs> well, oxymoron. Well, oh, yeah. This is, yeah. Canadians continue to go down the tubes yeah sorry i don't know what was going on did you find out what was going on with your audio jason i have no 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 clue you know what i think it's just i'm blaming it on hunter biden <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was uh i thought he was a patriot now in the last bastion of hope for us to <laughs> that's just on one single issue though jason is hilarious that's just one single issue gretchen do you want to go next or you want us to go to a commercial gretchen what do you want uh, well come to me because we know i'm the only one people actually want to hear from so uh, yeah gretchen has the committee out there the red room if you will mm -hmm. yeah the feisty redheaded conservative gretchen gailey always telling pot loving libs all about themselves and you know what dressing our dogs up in crazy outfits and there's one other thing that she does oh yeah i'm gonna let her do it herself that's right it is great Founder of Panoptic Strategies, Gretchen Gailey. Good afternoon. My headline is coming from MJ Biz. Uh, the headline is New Jersey revokes marijuana licenses over unpaid fees. New Jersey regulators revoked marijuana cultivation and manufacturing licenses from an operator in the state over unpaid fees, 
According to NJBiz, the New Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission, CRC voted 5-0 to zero to revoke Harmony Foundation's growing and manufacturing licenses because the company owes the state $700,000 in licensing fees. The company, which operates the only adult-use dispensary in Hudson County, made a $100,000 payment towards its Class 5 retail license, but has not paid for its Class 1 cultivation and Class 2 manufacturing permits, the business publication reported. As part of the June 1 decision, Harmony can still uh, sell recreational cannabis at its store in Secaucus, but it's required to purchase supply from other growers in the state. Harmony CEO Shia Braz Chandel uh, was surprised by the decision. If we had been notified that this action was being considered, we would have gladly explained that we are in complete compliance with the February 15th agreement we reached with the CRC in terms of paying our license fees. The rash decision that was taken is an alarming wake-up call to the New Jersey entrepreneurs that are seeking to work within the confines established by state regulators to further grow the cannabis industry. In April, the CRC renewed several marijuana licenses of Cureleaf Holdings after the agency reversed its decision that same month to deny license renewals for the New York-based multi-state operator. The, the denials of Cureleaf's licenses came weeks after the MSO announced it was closing a cultivation facility in Belmar, New Jersey. At that time, the CRC cited the closure along with the company's clash with unionization and its lack of transparency with the state as reasons for rejecting Cureleaf's uh, license renewal. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on this one because I do think if you're not paying your fees, yes, you should lose your license. But it does appear, uh, if we believe uh, uh, the uh, CEO here, Shia Braz Chandel, uh, that they were in compliance, that they were talking to the CRC. Um, and back in February, they came to agreement with them on how to pay their fees. Um, then they should not have lost their license. If folks are working with the um, working with their CRCs, with uh, their Office of Cannabis Management, whoever's in charge of their state, uh, to try and get their stuff paid, uh, then the industry should be working with them as well. Um, and what I would like to also highlight in this story that I'm sure Jason Beck is very concerned with uh, is a bet that was made back in April where Jason Beck said that Cure Leaf would lose their license and not get it back. And I bet him $100. Yes, people, $100. That he was wrong, Cureleaf would retain their license and would be doing just fine in New Jersey. And once again, Gretchen Gailey was correct. Jason Beck, pay up. This is Gretchen for Hyatt Nine News. Cureleaf, too big to fail. Where's my money, Jason? Definitely too big to fail. Definitely too big. Rewind that tape. <laughs> We already uh, we, we gave you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the reality is like they shouldn't be penalizing anybody. I mean, there's no weed in Jersey, like legal weed. Like they're selling shake on the on the shelves of these dispensaries because they don't have enough weed. So you know they should just be working with people to get them open. They should really like um, you know there there should be more help instead of instead of more roadblocks, um, especially in a place like Jersey if they're if they're really trying to like promulgate the industry so um whatever well, come on. pretend pretend that this ceo is incorrect that they did not have an agreement with the crc to get their things paid how long should new jersey allow them to retain their license before saying all right you're not paying your bills we're taking back your license i mean look like we we see it time and time again anywhere else it's just it's honestly it's politics 
Um, you know, this is why this is why, you know, Jason Beck is is fighting, uh, you know, on Capitol Hill with alongside you, you know, so that we can like, I've yet you know, to see politics. Jason Beck show up on Capitol Hill. Let's just say that. Jason's been busy. Jason's been busy laying the groundwork here on the, oh. on the West Coast. On the oh, okay. he's, 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 he's under the hill. But, he's but, under the but, hill. But, but, you know, you know, that's why I know Gretchen, you can't generally see me. Mm. All the clouds around along me. with my hundred bucks that I can't normally see. That's we're gonna have to go pay her, Jason. We're just gonna have to fly out there. No, and we're gonna, I'm gonna have to like pay her, her money. I'm, I'm, I, may, I may send her a hundred bucks just because, but uh, she's probably gonna have to send me a self-addressed stamped envelope so that I can make sure that it gets you to her properly. Right. <laughs> Jason Beck is the cannabis industry's very own Roger Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but let's let's see. I mean, let, but it's you know, there's there's still about i don't know like only 30 percent of the license holders that are operational in jersey of, of the total license holders so that's you know that's a very um you know those are bad statistics for you know an industry so let's you know help the little guys then if we if you want right, to penalize I, the- I, I, i'm all about that but like let's 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 set some let's like actually help to usher in Who, who's to say models. that there are not more responsible better producing uh folks out there who could the, actually put be- that license to better use than these folks are doing it oh I, I'm, I'm sure of that i'm sure of that and i think that this the the real stewards of like this plant are are yet to be shown in places like jersey but you know i, I agree with that 100 percent. but like uh I, I just think in general just in general i think the you know the crc needs to be more helpful than setting roadblocks, especially in Jersey. Do you okay, find so back, wait, wait, back to my original question, because we never answer questions here. Go how much of a leeway would you give somebody? How, how, how big do you let their fines accrue before you say, all right, enough's enough? How big so, are the we fines? We got the tape here. I love, right now they're at 700,000. <laughs> they're at 700,000. Let it get to like 1.7, Gretchen. I mean, who cares? It's, it's government money. They're just going to, you know what I mean? Print more yeah. anyway. I've always, I've always said the cannabis industry out there. I like. Yeah, I've always said the cannabis industry is a microcosm of the greater U.S. economy, and um, if Cure Leaf is the first "quote unquote" too big to fail, we see how that has played out in the rest of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, wait, are we going to go back and play the tape to prove that Jason? Is- play the tape. Play the tape. I don't know if he even has that queued up. <laughs> Run that shit back. <laughs> there we go. We got some audio for this? Uh, apparently not. I'm not hearing anything. We can read lips on this. Omar, does he? Or no, Omar's <laughs> from before. I was going to be like, Omar, let's happens. prove this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Oh, well, Adam, let's get those kinks worked out for tomorrow. We need to hear this audio. No, no, no tape. No tape, no bait. Oh, please. Right? I'm like, I'm like Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would like to go to our, our ardent listeners out there. Um, mm-hmm. Our favorite trolls. Does anyone else remember this bet? If you did, uh, please please raise your hand. Oh. Uh, ben, ben Ben says yes. Ben. They they did it, they did an about New Jersey did an about face on this shit like like three days later. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, they did. And I have not well, since. Oh about that cure yeah. leaf ban. Um, yeah we're good. Oh, we got, you can keep we, that. We got to lose all these jobs. They pro- and, uh, they protest. Just- they did a they did a mark. We, we, we noticed we had, we had a strange wire transaction come in from a Russian oligarch, and all of a sudden the, rest, the, the license is valid again. <laughs> I don't care who paid happened. the bill. Uh-huh. That's basically uh, what You happened. still owe me 100 bucks. 100 I, may, bucks. I, may, I may owe you 100 bucks. That's all right. I'm going to have to have to get it from the Russians now. Well, you also that's owe a, me 100 yeah. bucks from before. Yeah, Gretchen, that's another political problem. Though. They don't care who pays the bill either. Yep, exactly. Either way. Right. Uh-huh. 
He's going to audit the audit. Yeah, that's right. That's right, man. Uh, but this industry, <laughs> I, I, and I understand the struggles with how much all this costs and it's exorbitant fees across the board and it's ridiculous. No other industry pays what this industry pays to do exactly. business. Exactly. I mean, it's, 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 it's nuts, but it doesn't mean that we just get to say, screw it, we're not paying our bills. It does, you just yeah, can't but, do that. But, but this, is what, this is what happens when you have a, a, an imbalance of power. And you have like one big operator who can do bad uh, left and right. But you know what? They employ X amount of people. So you can't really say anything. I, bad I, I love how them. I love how billionaires like don't have to pay their bills. And it's like, OK, like Elon Musk, like I saw this article yeah, that he's like, in their name. you know, he's not paying the, the Twitter buildings like at least anymore. That, that's Hilarious. A, that's a strategic business plan. I'm actually that's why that's it's that's a strategic, strategic business, business plan, plan not to pay your taxes. Too. I'm, I'm and for that. It, I'm for that. I mean, I mean, that's the same thing with with, uh, with with what people are doing in cannabis. It's, it's, that's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, cannabis's favorite lender is the IRS because that's they just right. keep that that's money, right. don't pay the IRS. And finally, well, that's what happens when you you kick out Russian oligarchs. You have no, yeah, <laughs> you get them out, get them out of the mix, and who's going to pay the bills? That's right. Who, Gretchen? Mm-hmm. I don't care who pays the bills. Jason Beck, pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Been pay waiting. my bills. Oh, Ruble is at an all time high. Oh, oh, man. You know what? We're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. We'll see. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you head over to our website, www.hyatt9news. Make sure you sign up for our website as well. You are going to email and you must hit hit the confirmation of your subscription in order to actually be subscribed. You can also check out our amazing merch that's over there to help support the show as well as whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And just like Anna did earlier, if you want us to really pay attention to your chats, make it a super chat. Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. Up next, he is a patient, advocate, 15-year regulated market industry vet who's worked across the U.S. from Colorado, California, Florida, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. And today, with nobody in the office to pass, he is higher than a giraffe's ass. <laughs> Come to the stage next. You know who it is, Saman Razani. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're getting crazy today. That's why that's why everyone needs to show up for these or else we run wild and we're and we're and we're a pretty wild bunch. But no, um, today we have some great news from, you know, the middle of the country in Arkansas. 
uh, medical marijuana sales on track to top 2022. Uh, from, from MJ Biz, medical marijuana dispensaries in Arkansas will likely beat the sales they recorded in 2022, a state spokesperson said. After selling $23.9 million in mar medical marijuana product in April, licensed dispensaries in Arkansas have sold $94 million so far this year, according to a news release from the State Department of Finance and Administration, the DFA. Licensed stores sold $94 million in product for the same time period last year. On average, patients are spending $787,000 a day at the state's 38 dispensaries, DFA spokesperson Scott Harden said in a statement. If this continues, 2023 sales will surpass the $276 million spent in 2022. The DFA, release the DFA release highlighted some of the state's medical marijuana sales, including dispensaries sold a total of 5,000 pounds of medical marijuana, Suite, uh, Suite 443, a dispensary in Holt Springs, sold the, the most medical marijuana in April, 537 pounds in a month. There are 94,000 active medical marijuana patient cards. I'm sorry, let me be specific. 94,282 active medical marijuana patient cards, according to the Arkansas Department of Health. And uh, that's the news. So what do you guys think of that? Arkansas, 5,000, five cases, Jason. Five case Jason, that's what they call him. This is, this is a small, small story. Five case Jason. Mm -hmm. Come on, Jason. Oh, small oh. story, it's Arkansas, 5,000 pounds. You think that's, you know, is that, is that, you think they're smoking more, more, uh, more weed than 5,000 pounds in Arkansas? Hold on, they, they don't, they don't even allow for, for, for flower products to be sold in Arkansas, right? So they only, no, they're, they, like, they're, they're only selling, uh, like tinctures and topicals and concentrates and shit. They're not, I don't think they're selling, um, more. I think they're selling weed there. Little Rock, I don't gang banging. Well, yeah, in Little Rock, they're definitely selling flour in Little Rock. I that's think we need to get some information on this. I don't want to. I don't want to sound out of pocket. You know, like, uh, yeah, I, I think, think they do sell weed. There. I think you need to do some googling, Simone. I think I need to hit up. I, I need to hit up one of the guys that built one of the first grows there and and ask him if they're selling weed there, and he'll tell me. I'm willing, that, I'm willing to bet you'll get a faster response from Google than than whoever you're texting. Um. Yep. See. I rest my really. Case. You think so? I'm, I'll put money on it. Okay, let's see. That hundred bucks. I guess I'm supposed to send a grant. <laughs> he won't pay you, but he'll put money on it. I'm not gonna have to because he's gonna have to pay, and I'm just gonna tell him to send it to you because you'll probably get it faster that way. And then you won't have to send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. See. <laughs> certified. Certified. Yeah, I want to make sure that it gets to the right place. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You can sell dry flour. Jason, so now you owe me a hundred bucks and you owe Gretchen. Yeah, bucks, right? We never bet it, Sam. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, they can, they can, they sell dry flour. Well, they do sell dry flour. That's confirmed. It's confirmed. And confirms you owe more money. And you can have, and you can have up to two ounces. And they have only thirty patients. They have under thirty thousand patients in the entire state. Ninety-four thousand patients. So just under a hundred thousand. Ninety-two thousand something. Else okay. Yeah. Ninety thousand patients. Um, and they sold five thousand pounds of weed. And and he's and he texts back before the Google response. FYI. So there you go. That well, lets you tell it. The, you, you weren't. You could have typed faster. That was a fraudulent. The the, re, the relief center apparently says is the highest grossing dispo in the state. Well, that's they're providing so much relief. Apparently, there you go. There you go from the from the from the horse's mouth. But uh, five. I, I think it's. I just think it's funny. 
I think it's kind of cheeky because it's 5,000 pounds while you have Oklahoma, the neighboring state, growing like the most cannabis like known to man in, in, in the country. I mean, why are, why are we hating on how much Arkansas is selling? Bless their hearts. Go for good for them. Because they need to. Because it's like you know they like it's I, I, it's probably still difficult to get a medical card in in a place like Arkansas. Because aren't they brand new? When didn't they just yeah, legalize like a year ago? They're brand, they're brand new. They're brand new state in my mind. Gretchen, what it wasn't do you, last year. But what do you think Tom Cotton ago. thinks about this? Him being a senator from Arkansas. I think he doesn't care. Doesn't know. Not paying he, attention. He huh? He hates weed. So what? Just saying. It's a it's a state issue, not a not a federal issue for yeah, him. Yeah, but it's the state he represents it's his turf. I understand that. I'm telling you what lawmakers in Washington often say: it's a state issue. What do you think the governor thinks about this? Racists. Stop what? it, Rico! Perpetuating ridiculousness. Where did states' issues come from? In the first place. Oh my God! Oh, let's not even begin here. Here we go. You know what? <laughs> from the articles of the Confederation, that's where they came from. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. You yeah, get there it is. Oh yeah, that's not <laughs> what you we're think. Gonna, we're, we're gonna go. To, we're gonna go to a commercial. We're gonna be right back. You go first. <laughs> How's it going guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Tune in now and check it out. Oh yeah, we got Rico coming back. He has a second story today all about New York. We covered all that boof in Canada, and now we're going to see what's boofing up in New York. What do you got for us, Rico? So I'm going to try to skim through this one from uh, New York Times. It is another doozy, and I'm so glad that Gretchen is in the house this week Uh, because... It touches on a story that I talked about last week that she wasn't here to defend her homegirl, Kathy Hochul, on. So I'm going to bust through it real quick so we can get to the main points. And then I want to hear some feedback from everybody. So um, it's titled Roblox and Red Tape, New York's Cannabis Effort is at a Crossroad. When New York State began laying the groundwork for the recreational cannabis industry last year, officials cast um, atoning for the harm uh, done on the, by the war on drugs as a cornerstone uh, for its ambitious plan. But the Empire State's efforts appear to be floundering, although Governor Kathy Hochul suggested last fall and more than 100 dispensaries would be operating by this summer. Only 12 have opened since they started in November. Uh, The piece touches on the letter that I uh, referenced last week uh, to regulators and the governor's office uh, sent by a coalition of dozens of prospective dispensary operators that described being blocked by the state from selecting their own storefront locations. The outcry drew support from cannabis farmers, processors, and others um, with a stake in the recreational cannabis industry who said that the vision of a cannabis market that uses the licensing process uh, to right old wrongs and promote small businesses is still far from being realized. The delays in opening the state's first legal recreational cannabis dispensary have Uh, reverberated throughout the entire supply chain and now they have a year old product that they can't compete with anything else coming through on the streets. So one licensee said that they found a place to rent for $9,000 a month, but the property owner changed his mind after a dormitory authority uh, offered him a $14,000 monthly uh, to join its landlord pool instead. Sounds a lot like California to me. 
and scroll in all the way down to the end here. All right. So what's going on in New York is you have the business community coming in and they're saying that they want a seat at the table, but it was already offered and reserved for people who have been affected by the war on drugs. The industry in New York is at a standstill. The industry at New York is at a crossroads. Which way are they going to choose? So um, I think it's a great question to ask everybody else on the panel today, especially Gretchen, because you didn't get a, a chance to, to hop on this last Monday when we covered it, uh, too. So what do you think? Your girl, uh, Kathy Hochul, is not following through on the promises she made. And now she's trying to please everybody um, with the deep pockets because that $200 million uh, fund to uh, get these people up and running has dried up. And, they're, and um, now they're being uh, uh, they're, they're getting the bait and switch from the actual landlords, too. So w- where is the solution here? Gretchen, is uh, New York going to make it through the end of the year without uh, just succumbing and uh, waving the white flag to the trap? What's going on? Okay, one more time. I need one question. What's the question? Is New York going to survive? Yes, of course, it's going to survive. Yes, sure, absolutely. Um, sure. And I and I made this point yesterday, and I'll make it again. Um, while we are not a fan of the pop up shops, so one thing they have done is got New Yorkers to go into stores to buy cannabis, um, and that is a huge hurdle for New York to cross. Uh, how many? What do you mean? Are there numbers on how many? I don't, I don't, how many New Yorkers are in there purchasing weed? I don't think that's a huge hurdle. Uh, I understand. Yes, it is. I mean, psychologically it, wise, I understand what you're saying. Psychologically, yes. Yeah, psychologically, I understand what you're saying. But what, uh-huh. what I'm going to say from those twelve dispensaries, what are the numbers? What are the revenue numbers coming from those twelve dispensaries they've opened? Hold on, hold on. I actually know that Rico Lamite. Uh, yeah, she was. She was. She was. Bragging retail about- sales yesterday that I have her from uh, through the end of April. Retail sales are sixteen point five million from nine retailers. So Missouri did like a billion in less than a month. And no way. New York Missouri didn't do it did a billion. Million. Yeah, the first two months they did a billion. All right. Like Missouri's breaking all I records. I would love yeah, to see that information that says Missouri did a billion. Please but, but send Missouri, that to me. A billion right now. Other markets yeah. aren't doing that in a year. What are you talking about? Missouri, Missouri sold a billion right dollars, and I can't wait. Then everyone needs to go to Missouri. F New York. What are you talking about? Well, I agree with that, Gretchen, one hundred percent. I would really rather have a license in Missouri than please in share. Florida. Please share that with me, Rico. I would love to. Yeah, read uh, it. Uh, Casey, you are legal marijuana in Missouri has quickly become a billion-dollar business. Division of Cannabis Regulation says total pot sales surpassed the threshold on May third, less than three months after recreational uh, sales began. Please Boom. send me whatever you're reading. I would like to actually read it myself. Thank you. Uh, She's that's an independent woman right there, Rico. She wants to read it herself. Dear Lord. I-N-D-E-N-D-P-E. <laughs> the point is, I do think New York is going to get over its growing pains. I don't, and I love how you say that the funds dried up. The funds were never raised. Um, the funds were never there to begin with. Um, and that is a failure, no doubt, by the government. Uh, they should never have came out and said, we are going to give you turnkey dispensaries. We are going to do everything we possibly can to get this up and running uh, when no efforts were made. Or the efforts were put into the hands of the wrong people to get it done. Um, that is why I, but it's not going to stop the trap market. I mean, even if these, even if these folks had it all gone wonderfully smoothly, uh, that's 70 dispensaries against 1500 and 1500 is conservative Way on the pop-up shops. I mean, it takes time for this to all get pulled together. I do think New York is going to get their act together. I really do. 
are they going to magically come up with $250 million to uh, take care of these card license holders? Doubtful. Uh, they're going to start looking for other avenues to make this happen. Um, and I don't know in, what those in, avenues in could month. be. I don't think New York's ever going to clean their act up. No, I, I agree. I agree, no. Jason. I, you got zero chance of that, Gretchen. Well, what do you when you say will not clean? What do you mean that there will never be a flourishing legal market in New York? That's what you're saying. No hope in hell ever. No. You no. I mean, there will be. There will be. There will be. There will be. Yeah, there'll be a market, and there 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 will be commerce and whatnot. But as far as will the will the trap always be there? Yes, the trap's always going to be there because the reality of it is that cannabis is grossly overtaxed, even in New York and everywhere else. And as long as the trap isn't taxed, it's it's just just a reality. You're never going to get rid of it. And what if you can transition the trap to legal? What if they said to these folks, "Hey, you fifteen hundred shops, do this. We give you a license." They're not going to do that. You don't think they want to yeah. go for it? Yeah, you're going to grant blanket amnesty. Some will. Yeah. Something. Oh, there, there's going to have to be some drastic <laughs> move. New York, some black. <laughs> oh, 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 the low hanging fruit right there. I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> I mean, after after a few months of six months of this thing being up and running, to say that it's going to fail is ridiculous. Hey, listen, it failed before I, it even started, Gretchen. It was uh, I, in, give it time. Here's, give here's it time. Thing, uh, Everyone yeah. wants everything overnight. This doesn't happen overnight. I think Kathy Oldridge is trying to please everybody. She's trying to please everybody, and she's trying to say like, okay, we're going to allow the social equity uh, crowd first crack at this, mm-hmm. and we're also going to get them these hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to support their effort because everybody knows everywhere else that's why social equity has failed well, because uh, there, there, yeah, there's there's not enough money into it. Number one, and there's number two, there's not enough like just just business training. All they and they said they're they're, they're going to handle that first, and they didn't handle it. And, and now you have like everybody else mad too, and she's going to say, "Oh yeah, we're going to let you guys convert your medical to uh, to adult use." Are you going to? There's too much trap work out there. And as we said yesterday, the product is is dried up. It's old. Uh, so are you just going to allow interstate commerce <laughs> now too? You're going to let uh, California weed come in there? Uh, amnesty on that as well? Yeah. Like, like how many people you got to please until you say like, oh, I just lost. Yeah, just exactly. take the yeah that's another reason they can't give them amnesty because all the weed out there is California weed. <laughs> right. I think Happy Hotel needs to just take the L and pivot. Just if you want to go what full, would you like her to do? you want to go full corporate? What I like yeah. it's not about what I like her to do. I know you're like, clearly well, saying that what she everything she's doing is wrong. So what would you like her freedom. to do? I'm about freedom, man. Uh, I'm about freedom. Right. Like, if, if the people are getting great, if they're getting great product on the street, mm-hmm. let the people get great product on the street. Let it happen. So you're <laughs> saying the hell with the legal industry trap market flourish. She should start by eliminating all taxes on cannabis. Any uh-huh. tax there is on cannabis, other than your sales tax at the end of a purchase. Like you would. Right. Let's so, go clap. Let's get a round of applause for that. Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Gretchen. Zaza Simona is in the, in the clubhouse chat. She yeah. says a failure was the plan from the beginning. Yes. Dun, the, dun, dun. the failure was that the money was not raised. If the money had been raised, it would have worked. But they've oh, also said that, hold on. They've also set themselves up with Dasney, who is just, I'm sorry to say, and and regulators oh, yeah, won't say it, but Dasney <laughs> is screwing people left and right. Um, and the governor no. does not want to deal with that whatsoever. No. I mean, honestly, I believe the governor would rather this fail than dump on Dasney. 
So I'm wondering, is um, the whole photo op situation that Kathy Hochul did at the end of last year, yeah. is that going to be her Donald Trump holding up the the Holy Bible in front of, in front of the, the riot? Is that her moment? Is that oh, her? Stop it. Next. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know what? Is, this, is today over yet? Jason Beck, yeah. where's my money? Victory. Victory achieved. Is that her George W. Bush victory achieved moment? <laughs> the photo op in front of that picture. Is that Kathy Ocho's moment there? I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, the, the trap always wins. And uh, their approach to this whole thing was flawed from the beginning. And um, I think she needs to choose one way or the other. Go hard on the social equity uh, um, crowd, like she said that she would do. And um, do a wide public audit of mm -hmm. what happened to that $150 million that just poofed. Uh, 250 wow $3 billion however whatever however much money it was do a, a public audit into what happened there the money uh, well number one the money just wasn't raised it's not like the money disappeared it's not like the money was raised and then all of a sudden where'd our money go no the money, the money was never raised i think the money disappeared they Why, really, Jason they, Beck? They what are you basing this off of? What vast they, knowledge they they, they are you basing this off of that this money just was they stolen and happened. disappeared? Here's what happened, Gretchen. They were like, hey, this is going to be a great idea, right? And then they went, and then they announced it, and they said this is going to be a great idea, and everyone's going to get excited. And then they mm -hmm. started thinking about it. They're like, no, this is a terrible idea, and we're going to leave all this. <laughs> gonna put any That's what happened. Yeah, Roger stoned. <laughs> <laughs> the insider information yep. there there it is right there you know new what york, guys well, i like the last yeah. word rico new york has leaned hard into the social equity and the card license holders yeah. Yeah. and they are going to continue to and i've talked with a lot of these folks for the past several months um and they are going to continue working on it they know oh. that they are effed but they aren't abandoning these people uh, the goal is to get these shops up and running, and they are doing the best they can to make it happen. Um, so I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Something we sorely lack in today's society is the benefit of the doubt. Thank you, Jason Back. It's your people killing the benefit of the doubt. No, uh, how, is the doubt, how, how are doubts benefits? What? That's because everyone, every every time we tell the truth, everyone doubts us and says we're confused. You don't tell the truth. You come up with some bullshit facts. Are you kidding me? Like I said yesterday, you've never met the truth. What are you talking about? The truth is my middle name. Oh, please. Go back to smoky vanilla, just rubbing you down and living in your fantasy land. You're killing me. Wrap it up. All right, thank, you. thank you all. It's great to have you back, Gretchen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for another episode of High Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific and High Noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love and getting their comments projected live on the big screen and to the all live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines. Uh, to our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table. Our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, The Vortex, 91 Club, and all of our sponsors helping us keep the lights on and keeping our AV struggles to a, mi uh, a minimum. And of course, the lovely Jaja Simone Brown holding things down over in Clubhouse. To the haters out there, I don't even know, man. I, just, I hope you all forgot to brush your teeth and you have a real, real intimate meeting today and you really, really piss somebody off with your dragon-ass breath. <laughs> Always. Cannabis Sativa L, the reason the Hyatt 9 News team shows up every single day. Thank you as well. It is Tuesday, 
June 6th, 2023. The show is over. You've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and to smoke at least until tomorrow. Right back, bouncing right back to you. Gretchen, what you got for us? Take us out today. It's so good to have you back. Uh, <laughs> you seem so disgruntled. You. I am disgruntled. Give, give peace a chance. Give hope a chance, people. It's coming. Hope. Be optimistic. Man.